Welcome to the Shoreline Community Church Podcast, a community of love, acceptance, forgiveness, and belonging. For more information, be sure to check us out online at shorelinecc.com. Today, we're continuing in our hope series, and I hope that you're enjoying it. That's my dad joke. Hope you're enjoying it. For me, you know, when we think about hope, we're talking about something that's out in the future. We're talking about uh, something that we're longing for. We're talking about that hope of walking with Christ, and we've been walking through so many different things. And one of the things that we're talking about today is we're talking about, as it relates to hope, is mental health. You know, when we talk about mental health, I think one of the things... That, that I look at and I think about a lot is what Jesus called the greatest commandment. We find this in Mark 12, verses 30 through 31. This was a response they asked Jesus, said, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What, if you could sum it down to one thing, he went to this, and it was something that they knew well. And he said, here it is, it's this, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then he said, the second is this, to love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus said, there's no greater commandment than these. And I think a lot of times when we walk through this, we, you know, we, 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 we can look at the parts of like, you know, loving Lord your God with all your heart. Lord, you have my heart. You know, you have your soul. You know, my strength. Yes, God, you know, uh, you know, make me strong. But when it comes to our mind, we can deal with the academic and studying, but as it relates to mental health, sometimes we struggle, and even in these, uh, sometimes with, within the confines of the body of Christ, it's something that we often don't talk about because we don't know how to talk about it, and sometimes we're struggling with it. But one of the things I love about the Bible is I love that the Bible is just everything's in there, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, and how God walks with us through all of it. Aren't you thankful that God walks with us through the good and the bad and the ugly. I'm all those things. And I love that as we go through that when we look at the Bible, we see that mental health is often talked about, and we also see men and women who have struggled with it and yet walked closely with God. You know, uh, David was troubled, and he battled deep despair. If you read through all of the Psalms, you'll see that, that his Psalms are often, he writes about anguish, he, he writes about loneliness, and he writes about fear and his, at times, great grief as he suffered great loss in his life. Uh, Elijah, one of my favorite prophets, uh, he was often discouraged and weary and afraid. And after a great battle that we talked about last week, he, even, he went to God and said, God, I've had enough, he said. He said, just take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, we see Jonah was angry, wanted to run away. Uh, Job struggled. Moses struggled. Uh, Jeremiah, he was, Jeremiah was even called the weeping prophet because he often felt rejected from people around him and, and that, that his preaching was doing no good, but yet he loved them. These are people that walked with God. David was called the apple of God's eye, but yet, at times, he struggled. See, all this, I believe the Lord puts in there to show us that our mental health is important to God. It's important to God. And it's especially important to the body of Christ. And my hope is that as we've talked about it and as we've walked through, that this is something that we wouldn't shy away from, but it's something that we would recognize. Because as the body of Christ, we're called to share one another one another's burdens. I love what it says in Galatians 6. Galatians 6 says this. It says that we are to share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think that you are too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. 
<laughs> it is our response to share one another's burdens. And today I'm so excited because as we, especially coming out of COVID, there was such a need for counseling and for mental health uh, professionals. And as I began to look for options, you know, I, the, the people that I had on my list were full and it was hard to get into. And we just began to pray. I prayed with leadership and said, Lord, could we set up a counseling office here? Could we have some opportunity to where, uh, where people could find the health and the healing, the conversation that we need? And as we began to, to, to pray for that, uh, the Lord answered it and I got a call from Mario White. And Mario White, he's here with us today. He is the counseling pastor at Gateway Polsbo. And today for this sermon, uh, we're going to have a conversation about mental health. So would, would you welcome Pastor Mario as he joins the stage today? <laughs> pastor Mario. Hello. Thank you for braving the ferry and coming across today. <laughs> I love coming over. It's awesome. Thanks for having me. So could you tell us just a little bit about, before we kind of dive into some of these questions, Sure. Uh, maybe in, kind of talk about who you are, what you do in the ministry, and introduce, you have some of your, some of your uh, teammates here with you I today. I do. I do. So, um, so a quick uh, about myself. Uh, I am a pastor in Paulsbo, right across, we say it, across the pond, <laughs> oh, right over there, and um, been a pastor there for uh, over 20 years now, and um, it's been a, a fun ride. And so uh, part of that is that I also um, am a licensed mental health counselor, so that is uh, part of today's conversation. And so we do have a counseling center, and we do have, um, I do have part of my team here this morning, and so I have uh, Paula Rovic, who is our counseling director, um, and Gina, if, if you could stand up as well. <laughs> Gina is, is actually right here in Shoreline um, with Gateway Counseling here, so... Yeah. So Gina's office is actually here on campus, which is pretty cool. It's, it was a big answer to prayer. You know, it's that to have someone here mm -hmm. uh, that we can point to, it's been so wonderful. Absolutely. So wonderful. So, wonderful. so yeah. um, tell us a little bit about Gateway. Yeah. So Gateway is, um, it's an Assemblies of God church in Paulsbo. Um, it's been around for, I know you're saying the shoreline's have been here about, uh, about 80 years. Uh, Gateway has been around for 100 years uh, or so. So uh, we're old timers <laughs> as well. Um, and um, just we're a church who, who believes in the Bible, that what the Bible has to say is true. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we believe um, in all the things about, what I guess we would say, in many of the things that are traditional Christian values. I think that's probably the way I would say that here, and we believe in those things and stand in those things. Sometimes that creates for uh, difficult conversations, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes it creates opportunities to have conversations with people who didn't know anything about God to be able to understand who we believe He really is. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, it's been a it's been a, a fun ride. Um, uh, trying to think what else to say about the church, but that, that's what comes to mind at the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure so many things will will, will, will come up. That's, yes. a, that's a great picture, by the way. Oh, yeah. well, why? Thank you. Yeah. You it's um it's a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that was my yeah glamour shot, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so as we dive dive into this today, you know, mental health is something. You know, if I break my arm, I know it's broken, right? right. And you, everyone that knows it's broken. But as it relates to our mental health, sometimes it's hard to see. So maybe. Before we start this conversation, it'd be good to start with, you know, a definition of what is mental health. What 
Yes, yeah, and that's, that's a great question. So mental health, what is it? And I think there's so many ways it could be defined, and to be honest, um, I had my ways of thinking about it, but I thought I would check the authoritative source called Google uh, to make <laughs> sure uh, you know, I'm in line. And so uh, really mental health is, is talking about um, what's going on in our emotional life, what's going on um, in our li the, the lives around us, uh, what's going on in our psychological part of us. And so we kind of have those three spheres. And, and as they're interacting with one another, we can call that mental, well, that's your mental being. Mental health is that when things are going well in those areas, you want to be healthy in those areas. And so I like that someone talked about the ideas. It, it's, it speaks to the ways that we feel, the ways that we think, and the ways that we act. Um, and those are impacted by our relationships that we have with, with um, our, our family members. It's impacted by our friendships. It's impacted by the, our past experiences and how, how they've mm -hmm. impacted us. So those things end up shaping our mental health, amongst other things. So how do you know if you're mentally healthy or if your friend is yeah. me mentally healthy? <laughs> uh, how do you know? Well, I, I, it, it, so I think people would answer that different ways. Mm -hmm. and, and what I would say is... Um, I'm going to come from this, and this will, be, this, will be, this will be a theme that you'll hear, is uh, I believe that, that Jesus has something to say about that. And so, and so from that place, um, Jesus says that, hey, our, our role, our, our job in this life is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm -hmm. and love our neighbor as ourselves. So how do I know that I'm mentally healthy? I would say to the point that we're living into who God created us to be, um, we're living into that, that mentally healthy life. Um, some things I would say that we, we can find when things aren't mentally healthy for mm -hmm. us is when we're coming up against, I would say, roadblocks and bumps where we feel like we know we're supposed to be living a certain way. We know mm -hmm. we're supposed to be um, living uh, and being a certain kind of person, but we just can't get there for whatever reason that might be. Um, that's when we say, hey, something might be off and mental health may not be, um, it may not be at its optimal at that moment. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's so true. A lot of times, you know, we don't know we're sick until we, you know, until we face those problems. Right. So, so, you know, some, some people would say, and some of these questions I've asked people around, and some of, these, some of these questions you may be like, I put that question in sometime. But um, some people may say, well, you know, isn't praying enough? Like, why, why would I need counseling? Right. Isn't, you know, isn't prayer right. just enough? And right. I believe in prayer, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> we're if praying you, tonight at 6 o'clock. That's but, good. Go if you didn't, yeah, find a different pastor. But I know right. you do. <laughs> uh, and I believe in prayer, too. And I think that that's a really great question. And so, and so you know, as I thought about that, the answer is, is prayer enough? Yes, absolutely. We see it in Scripture. We know that Jesus prayed for people. They were healed, and they went on their way. So on the one hand, the answer is yes. And yet on the other hand, I would say that it's no. And so there's this... There's this both and that goes on mm -hmm. in this, right? Meaning that, that you've, you've talked with people, you've prayed with people likely, or seen it happen where somebody's prayed for and they are healed in that moment and they are blessed. And it's like, those are the stories we love to have on the platform and like cheer mm -hmm. big time when those moments happen. Uh, but we also recognize that there is sometimes a process that goes on. Mm -hmm. um, God said it pretty clearly to Adam, you know, it's not good for you to be alone. Mm -hmm. That there's this, this embodied peace that as a people, we are meant to be in relationship. God created us relationally. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there's something that takes place as we enter into relationship with one another. And there's a process that goes on. And what I would say is that um, many of the things that are, that are harmed in relationship have to be healed through relationship, mm -hmm. which often takes time. Those things that happen to us usually take a whole lot of time to us to get to a spot where we say, hey, I need help with this. 
And so it often takes time, and that's not just in a one prayer moment. It's often, it might be prayer, but it also might be times of continued conversation, continued uh, working this out. I think um, mm-hmm. we'll, the word we use often is sanctification, a right. working it's out a process. Of, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's not just like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, there, and there's times in prayer, too, that, you know, I love your answer. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But I maybe think about James, you know, faith without works is dead. Right. So there's, there's a time that I'll pray, mm-hmm. and then, you know, God might say, yeah, Yes, go talk to to Mario, right, <laughs> <laughs> or, or to Gina, or to who, whoever that right. counselor is. That there's a faith process, just like Lord, heal, you know, heal my army. He'll say yes. Go down to you know, go down to your doctor and have them help you. Right. There's sort of this both and that ends yeah. up going on, and I think that that's it's okay to know that that's part of it. Yes. I think so. it's not a lack of faith. No, not at all, not yeah. at all. And in fact, sometimes it might take more faith to get in a spot to say, "I'm going to trust you, God, that you've put this person in my life to help me during this time." Yeah. Sometimes that's a really big step of faith. Amen. So. Is, isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? Yeah. And and it's, it's true. We, I think sometimes we'd love for the Lord just to like, yes. you know, have that Thanos, right? Just kind of just do it. Exactly. When he's saying, no, there's a work going on here. You need to walk it out. Right. Strengthen. Right. So um, as it relates to counseling, what are some of the reasons why people are hesitant to get counseling where they're like, man, I, I just, yeah. I know I should, but... Yeah, this is, this is in my way. So, so this—that's an interesting question. So, I'm gonna—I'm gonna answer some, and I'm gonna invite you if you've heard stuff as well, because you've probably heard. So, this would be maybe a little bit back and yeah. forth. So, what are the reasons? I think that one of the reasons I would say, particularly within the Christian community, a lot of times it is that question of faith. Mm-hmm. Like, if I go to a counselor, does that mean I don't have enough faith in God? And mm-hmm. we have to get over that theological hurdle and work that out. Um, other times it's financial. Um, we know that that takes money uh, quite often to, to do that. And so do I have that? Also the time and resource issue. Do I have time for something like that? And, um, and then there's this, just this, this stigma, like stigma, not stigmatism, uh, stigma. <laughs> I, I, I have a stigmatism. Yes, I, I went yeah. on a mission trip not too long ago and we were actually working on people's eyes. Oh, and yeah. so that word is like fresh on my mind, right. stigmatism. <laughs> so not, not stigmatism, stigma. There's a stigma yeah. around... Um, around counseling sometimes, like there, there must be something wrong with me, um, or that feeling, and this is something I hear quite often, is, is that I don't want to feel weak. Mm. I don't want to feel weak, and um, will I be seen as weak? And, and again, as people of God, we have to wrestle with this thing. I mean, Paul talks about it, and there's this wrestling that, mm-hmm. that takes place. Like, well, actually, as the people of God, we have to step into the reality that we are weak, um, because it's in our weakness yeah. is the strength is made perfect. That's right. And so that's a really difficult place to be where it's like the very thing that we don't want to show is the very thing we have to be in mm-hmm. order for God to show up and do the work that he wants to do. Mm. That's, that's a hard road to wa- walk down as a people. We live in America. We're supposed to have it all together. You know, <laughs> strap, you know tie up the bootstraps and work it through, you know. Right. And um, <laughs> we run up against that. The yeah. whole weakness thing can be Suck tough. it up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, th- you know I, th- I, think some, I think some of the things I've heard, too, is I've, I've heard some of the same reasons that people have used for prayer. You know, I tried it, and it didn't work. I went one time, and it, it didn't work. <laughs> yes. Have you ever come across that? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because counselors are supposed to have a magic wand that we can do in one session. We wave it, and everything is done. Yeah. 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 yeah I keep uh-huh. looking for that wand. It's not there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, and I, I, th- I think so, sometimes, too, kind of that there's a a shame sometimes where they're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that somebody might find out. Right. And right. Because sometimes, um, and that, you know, I've had, I've had somebody just say this last week as, as they were sharing something really deep is, you're the first person I've ever told this. Mm. And it's like, 
Yeah. He's been carrying that his entire life. Mm. It is something deep and painful. Yeah. And this idea that I'm going to actually share this, I'm going to have somebody share and bear this burden with somebody, that big question of what are they going to do with it? Like, what yeah. is, as a counselor, what are you going to do with this that I share with you? Mm-hmm. The other part is it might be because I have shared that with somebody before. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, when I shared that with that person, it didn't go well. Shame yeah. is yeah. what I experienced. So why in the world would I share this with anybody else? Mm. And it's a huge risk to yeah. get to a spot to share that again. You know, but it's so necessary in a healing. I think, you know, one of the things we talk about is how confession yes. is an ongoing part of a believer's life. We have mm. communion that we offer every Sunday for so that. So good. Because, you know, um, when they asked Jesus who's good, he said, no one, only God is good. Right. <laughs> and so there's that process of we all mess up and we need that. Mm-hmm. And even though the Lord, he, the Lord knows everything. Right. But it's that act of confessing and opening and sharing, there's a healing component to that, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. There is something that, you know, the scripture talks about, I believe it's in, uh, in Galatians or Ephesians, one of those two, yeah. so don't quote me on it, but it's this, it's this concept that Paul says, um, you're to carry some of your own burden, you're to carry your own um, tr- stuff, but then you also need to bear one another's burdens. Yeah. And so there's this, this thing that when we open up and say, this thing that I'm carrying is too much for me to bear, I need somebody to share it with me, then we're able to move. But if we think that we're going to carry it to, on our own, um, it will end up crippling us. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's clear. That's why Jesus says, like, we're not to, to walk in unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. It'll kill us from the inside yeah. out. There's a need to be able to confess, to get mm-hmm. that out so that you're not carrying it alone. And it's in that process of walking with somebody that we're able to experience, I believe, the healing that Jesus wants to bring. Mm. So, uh, isn't that good? Yeah. That's so good. You know, talking about this and about, you know, that, uh, th- that, that uh, the scripture from Galatians of sharing one another's mm, burdens, yeah. <laughs> you know, as the body of Christ, you know, Gateway, this is a Christian organization yes. where all of your counselors are Christian right. and licensed and mm-hmm. all of that. You know, what's, what's the difference in, in a Christian counselor yeah. and maybe a not Christian counselor yeah. and why, why that's, that's important to you? That's good. Perhaps. That's good. And so... So um, there are some things that are, that are general to, to counseling, whether you're a Christian or not. Um, uh, ideally, uh, when you go in, um, there are things that they'll want to do. They'll want to find out what's going on with you and how can we help you get there. Um, so that's true wherever you go for counseling. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things that is a really big misnomer is that somehow when you walk into a counseling office, and, and I often think pe- people get the picture of, you know, you, you walk in and you go lay down on the couch and there's the, the therapist sitting there with the clipboard <laughs> going, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, right. <laughs> that, that's a picture, you know, the Freud picture they have in mind. As if that, that, as if that counselor um, has nothing to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and um, what I would say is that regardless of whatever counselor you go to, we all have a bias. Every human has a bias. Mm-hmm. And so we bring that bias to counseling, even as counselors. And so the difference would be that as a, as a person who is, doesn't believe in God or is an atheist or whatever it might be, they're going to bring that bias to the conversation. So if you're struggling with your marriage, um, because of their worldview and their bias, they might say, well, well, forget the marriage. You know, I mean, what's the big deal? There's no value there. Mm-hmm. Where a person who comes with a bias saying, no, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe that he, he actually instituted marriage. I believe that he's for marriage. Um, there's going to be a bias that says, um, we're, we're going to fight for your marriage if that's something that you're seeking to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we value marriage, and so we're going to go at this a little bit differently. Now, of course, 
marriage and, and what are all those things. There's a little, all kinds of caveats right. that you can talk about. And yes, all of that as counselors we do, but there's, there's a worldview difference right. that we step into these places from that changes the conversation when we step into counseling. That's the difference really between um, a Christian counselor um, and somebody who's not. We're, we're looking through the eyes of what, through the lens of scripture as we step into the circumstances yeah. of people's lives. Well, we are talk, talking about it earlier, and I think you're talking about a conversation even, even you had with your dad that, you know, if I break my arm, mm. I don't care what you believe as long as you can fix my arm. Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> so true. It. I, yeah. don't, I don't care, <laughs> right. you know. Um, but as it relates to your mind, there's that mind-soul connection. Right. And so there's this vulnerability of, like, when I talk, I'm bearing my soul. And, yeah. and I'm also in a broken state where mm. I'm very vulnerable. So mm -hmm. having a counselor that believes that God made us, loves us, and our hope is in reconciliation in the middle of that yeah. uh, really is, is a safer place in that way. Again, not that the other principles and no one can speak into things. I absolutely you know, learn a lot of things, but there is something about that vulnerability mm -hmm. that helps me from a standpoint of trust where I know it's ultimately that everything ultimately points to God and we're walking together in counseling. It does help so much um, when, when we know we're in cahoots with the people that we're working with. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know that uh, I have a friend, she, she loves the Lord. She's just solid in her walk with Jesus and she went into some places to, to um, get, get, work with a natural path and in her first words were, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here because I want to gain some of the things that you have as a natural path expert, but in her language. And, uh, but I don't want any of your woo-woo stuff. Like, I just, <laughs> I, just want, I just want what you have to bring as a, as a natural path because I know you can bring something to the table right. different. And I think that there's a little bit of that going on. Like, when you know that you can just sit with the person and know that even um, in those places where you're dealing with the soul. I love what you were singing songs about my soul sings mm -hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. Those are the places of our heart, the places that Jesus speaks about, um, that, that, that our hearts is what he wants. That's where he resides. That's what, he, what he's wanting to work with. Yeah. So it's so important for that part of us that we can, if we're trusting somebody and being vulnerable with somebody, that they, they, that they do have a sense of who Jesus is and what they're wanting, what Jesus is wanting for their life and not just up to the whims of whatever the world might be saying is good in this moment. So. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I love that. It's just the clinical, like, it's, it's, it's the, it goes back to the worship, we're worshiping the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes. Everything, everything comes in and the Lord is there. So, mm -hmm. um, so how do I know, all that being said, because mm -hmm. we can be sitting here today and going, yeah, that's all great. Yeah. How do I know when I or my friend mm -hmm. needs counseling? Yeah. Like, you know, because I certainly, I don't want to get to the point of where I'm just, you know, crumbling, you right. know, but like, when, when should I go and how do I know that I, that I, I, right. I need counseling, I should go to counseling? Right. Well, first of all, of course, none of us need counseling. It's, it's just our friends that right. need counseling, of course, right yeah. now. So we just want to make uh, that clear. Well, <laughs> Canadians need counseling. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so I, I think that's a really great question. And, and I was thinking about it. Um, I, I guess I think of it this way. Again, if God created us to be a certain way in this world and live in a certain way, mm. um, there's a direction that's meant for us. And anything that, that, that keeps us from moving in that direction, mm. I would say those, when we recognize that, that's a moment to say, hey, I might need counseling. Mm. That's a really broad statement, but what does that look like on the day-to-day? -day? Um, it might mean that indeed our marriage is struggling. We know that God wants healthy marriages, but they aren't, our, my marriage is not healthy right now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it might be that I'm engaging in pornography in a way that I, well, not in a way that I, should, I shouldn't be engaging in pornography anyway. So right. I know that if that's happening, um, that there might be something I need to speak to in that. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm feeling like I'm off, like I used to be able to do this thing in a certain way, I used to be filled full of energy, but all of a sudden it's just dropped off, or I'm going through my days and it just feels like I'm barely eking through, then maybe it's time to, to pick up the phone. Um, if I feel, in this world that we live in, something that I hear quite often is, is, is I, I'm just starting to have, I feel more panicky lately. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like the world is just, I thought it was safe, but given all that's taken place, I don't know what the future's going to hold. Mm. And it's causing me to not be able to live in this world well in the way that I was before. Mm. And I need to have some adjustment there. Th those are places where it might be worthwhile to, to engage in a council to help you work through some of those things. Um, what, whatever's keeping you from moving into what God has in store for you, I think that those are indicators that pop up to say, hey, I might need some help. And it might be, I know that I heard you talking about some of the groups you have, it might be starting with a group mm -hmm. and working with people there, and that might be enough. Um, it, might, it might be, um, as you go through some of those things, you come to a spot where even the, your um, facilitator or group leader might go, this is beyond my skill set, and um, that might be a good time to make that phone call. So, mm. um, but the body of Christ is meant to heal, but we're also, we provide a, a unique focus yeah. on mental health. Yeah. Well, because like, like for me, like I view it, this relationship as a partnership, yes. right? Because like, mm -hmm. so like, you know, still so your pastor, you can still come to me, mm -hmm. you know, but if, back to the broken arm, if you said my arm's broken, I'd be like, well, let me see what I can do here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can fix your arm, right. you know? But we have this partnership where it's coming, yes, I'm praying for him with you, but I think this has come through. I think mm -hmm. one of the things that, uh, that for me, I was going through this, you know, dark night of the soul. Right. And to where, I, when I didn't want to do things I loved, mm -hmm. right? So I, you know, I, like I had some friends take me to Jazz Alley, you know, or yes. the Blues Alley back in D.C. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I love that. But I found myself not wanting to go. I'm like, what is going on? Right. Or getting out with friends or going skiing or whatever. The, the, the things I the love, things, yeah. when I, I found myself isolating more mm -hmm. and I didn't want to do it, that mm -hmm. was a trigger. Mm -hmm. Would you say the same, that if you find yourself wanting to be more isolated, that that could be a big sign? Uh, absolutely. I think you know? that can be a big sign, that the sense of I'm drawing away. And, yeah. and again, in this season of COVID, I, I appreciate you mentioned that, that that there was just a whole lot more of that that started to take place. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of comes to the surface in ways that it hadn't before. Mm -hmm. and if we find ourselves drawing away, again, just from a theological standpoint, we are relational people. We're meant to be in community. We're meant to be moving towards one another. And so if we're finding ourselves drawing away, then that should, that hopefully as we're reading scripture, something pops up and goes, hey, wait, uh, Jesus hung out with guys. Those guys hung mm -hmm. out with other people. They, what, what's off with me? Like, how come that's not happened in my life? And it might draw to more and more as, as you start to kind of pull on that thread a little bit mm -hmm. to go like, wow, I might need some more help here. There's something here. Mm -hmm. I, th I think something too that, um, that can confuse us at times is, you know, we, he we hear about depression and anxiety a lot. Yes. Right? So, mm -hmm. which we all experience from, from right. time to time, day to day, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I have less anxiety over the Kraken this year because they're number one, <laughs> right? But, but I, no one would, would, would call that, oh, Dwayne, you need, you know, you're clinically depressed because yes. whatever. Yes. But how do we know the difference be between I'm just depressed because, you know, I'm sad that my team lost right. when, no, there's a deeper clinical depression or anxiety. Like, how, how yes. can you tell the difference between, Oof, between I, I need help or I just... 
That's a great question. So, so there's, there's kind of two angles on that. And, and I would say there's an angle from, from the clinical person's side, like from the counselor side. We, we really have to, we use, um, well, they, they use this language. Um, it's, the, it's the psychology Bible, they call it, the <laughs> DSM-5. It, it, has, it, it does not compare at all with the Bible, just to be clear. <laughs> um, but uh, but it, it just has a bunch of stuff in there about um, being able to diagnose. And so for us, a real clinical line of demarcation is, do you fit the criteria? If so, you're clinically this. If you don't, then you're clinically not. It's, it's that simple. But in our day-to-day world, it's, it's not that, that easy. Mm-hmm. We have to do a whole lot more, um, a lot more work around that. And, and, I, and I guess I would, I would offer... Um, I would offer this, so I, going through a class on having to learn about all of these things, um, we would go through and we'd learn about like a certain disorder, a certain disorder, and as I'm going through, I'm going like, man, I have that. I've got, I've got wait, I mean, every day was like happens. I got this. I'm messed up. <laughs> like, what's, like, what's wrong with me? You know? That's me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I remember going through that process, mm-hmm. and I think I know that our, our teacher knew this. I know professor knew this, because one day along the way, she finally said, and just in case you're wondering, you will see yourself in all of these, because so much of this is part of the human condition. Right. It's like those drug commercials. Do you experience yeah. this and this and this? <laughs> yes, I yes, do. Yeah. Are you losing hair? Yes. Yeah. You know? I guess I, I need guess to go so. get this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so to recognize that at so many levels, there are things that we will just experience. Experience, mm-hmm. I, I will get depressed. And mm-hmm. so the, I often even shy away from saying you're depressed. Um, I will often say you might have depressive symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I will use that language as far as possible because um, we all do experience yeah. depressive symptoms throughout life. That's no, as you talked about, David experienced it. So many people in the Bible experienced it. And so how do we know the difference? I think as a person who's just walking out life um, without all that clinical background or training, we, we really don't know unless you decide to hop online to WebMD and take the, <laughs> click through the test and you can yeah. say, maybe that's me. Mm-hmm. But so we won't know that. But, um, but we can know that when life is not going well, if, if it feels like um, we, things are not going the way that we hoped and it's increasing in that way, mm-hmm. then we can, we can say, like, yeah, I think, I think something's up. I think I might be more depressed than just losing a football game. It's really affecting my day. Yeah. And so a line that's used quite often to know the difference is that it has clinically, has a, a cl- clinically significant uh, impact on a person's life. With, with that, that's usually, the, on all these different diagnoses, you'll see a phrase that, that says that, when it's clinically significant um, to the person. Um, mm. So yeah, we do get, dep- I, I get depressed uh, when my team loses, mm-hmm. but it's not clinically significant. I can still go into work, I can still do the things I need to do day to day. If the loss of my team causes me to start taking chairs and throwing them across the room and, you know, and, and, and. Um, you, you could coach college basketball. <laughs> you could call me Bobby Knight, yes. Right. <laughs> um, which we might have a diagnosis for him, too. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I, I, I think so, too. Just like, I think sometimes we're like, if I'm, if I'm feeling physically off, mm-hmm. I would have no hang-ups going to my doctor and going, I don't know if I'm sick or not, yeah. but, you know, something's off. Can we do some blood work? Can we do what? whatever. And I I think sometimes we need to treat our mental health the same way, where it's like, I don't know, maybe I am. Right. You know, it's not this, you know, almost like by going there, it's like, no, I'm, I I need to sit down with somebody Mm -hmm. who knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. 
and they can just ask me questions and assess. You right. know? I mean, I did that with my medical doctor because yeah. I was back in that time, I, mm -hmm. I was doing it and ended up being a thyroid I I uh, issue, but I had all the signs, but I would have never known right. had I not gone right. and walked through that with them and went and saw somebody and walking it through. And, Absolutely. And so I think for me that's, you know, there's, it's not, you know, go talk to somebody, be with somebody and just say, let's just see, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know, but you know more than me. Yeah. So what do you think about me? Right. So yeah. let's have that conversation. And that's where I love the people of God so much that if we, if, if we just simply follow the pattern of scripture, where mm -hmm. we have wise people in our lives that have gone before us that know us and can see us a little bit more than we see ourselves, then they can help say, hey, you know, I, I, I'm noticing something's off. Mm -hmm. um, and it might, be, it might be worth checking out. Mm -hmm. Just in the same way, hey, it looks like your arm, I'm kind of noticing your arm is out of place. Yeah. It might be worth going to check that out. Right. You know? <laughs> so so yeah. um, those things, um, having some people in our lives, it helps so much. Well, and not, not waiting until it's, you know, until it gets to, right. like, the sooner you go. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I, I know with our body, go. but would you say the same as it relates to our mental health? The sooner we go, the closer we are to healing? Absolutely. The more that we tend to it, I think, makes such a big difference. Mm. And so the sooner we go, yes, and um, in the same way that uh, you don't necessarily have to go to a doctor to to eat well or to do some of those preventative mm -hmm. things. Those same things can be true. The sooner you're, the more that you're tending to your mental health, uh, the better off you will be. And the sooner that you do go as you experience some difficult situations, the easier it will be to step into those things. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the longer we wait, the more difficult it is. I, I love the picture that somebody gave a long time ago is like, you know, um, if we just have a pebble in our shoe and we're walking with it for just a moment, our gait might be off for just mm -hmm. that moment, but you walk for long enough with that pebble in your shoe, that one little thing over the course of years, it won't just destroy, just be a little pain in your foot. It'll affect not just your, your, your foot, but then your, your calf and then your leg and then your whole body ends up being affected because you've waited so long. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just that one little thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think it has a big impact. Yeah. I think Jesus speaks about a little that bit of so yeast. That is so good. Yeah, right? the speck in the eye of the yeast. I know backpacking to tell you, if you feel like stop right away and take care of your feet. Right, so absolutely. We, we need to stop right away yes. and take care of our mind, mm -hmm. you know. So, I, um, boy, this, this, this is so good. But there, um, there's, there's one more question, yeah. and we can, you know, we, we can go through. Mm -hmm. But this is, a, this, this is a big question, okay? This is something that people have asked, and it's <laughs> something I would say even during COVID and just some things that, that have happened that, you know, when you, and when you look in the Scripture and you see Jesus dealing with people that mm -hmm. have things, there were times that Jesus identified it as demonic possession. Oh, yeah. And he would cast, this, this is the big one, and he would cast people out, and it's, you know, and it's there, and, you know, because we, we see that demonic possession is real, that mm -hmm. in Jesus he experienced confrontation with the devil. We see this all through, throughout the, the, the Gospels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but as it relates to this, you know, as believers knowing that, that that's real, what's the difference between something demonic mm -hmm. and something being a mental health issue? And how can we tell the difference in that? Because <laughs> you're a counselor, but you're also a pastor. That's true. Yeah, yeah just uh, throw the hard one here. So, um, yeah, how, how do you know the difference? Yeah. Um, I think part of the difficulty is it's, it's, again, you see a broken arm, you can tell right away. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that the same thing is true when you're dealing with both of those, with those two. Because um, a person that 
is experienced, and both of those will often have some of the same, same signs. It might seem like um, they're, they're kind of out of their mind, or it might seem like they're, they're talking to themselves. Or some of those things are just very, very similar. So how do you know? Well, um, what I would say is that um, you, you likely would know or have a hunch or sense of that mm-hmm. probably based off of uh, what I would call discernment. Um, there's a, there's a, what I would say is it would feel evil if it's demonic. And, and so that's a really hard thing because now we talk about feeling, but the thing about feeling is that moves us more into the realm of the spiritual. We mm-hmm. can't really like just put, you know, just have some quick diagnosis and say, yep, you're demonic. That's not the way that it works. We need spiritual tools to deal with spiritual things. And so um, how we know, we, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a feel. And, and if, if there's a sense of evil around that, then, then we start to put that into the conversation. Um, well, maybe this is one of the things that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, in that scenario, we might still address the mental health that's likely there, mm-hmm. but we would also engage um, the, the whatever might be going on that's demonic. And I, I love that you, you made it really clear, and I, I, I wholeheartedly believe yeah. in this, that um, if you're a believer, um, uh, uh, spiritual um, uh, what's the word? possession yeah. is, is not something that, that can take place. Christ has us. He possesses yeah. us. The Spirit possesses us. God and Satan do not cohabitate. No, <laughs> well said. But we can be oppressed. Yeah. We yeah. can be oppressed. And, yeah. so, and so when those demonic things are there, then we, we would use, um, we would just open up even more of our tool bag, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have a prayer team that's available yeah. that will pray specifically. Um, maybe you're familiar with the language of a de- deliverance ministry or mm-hmm. praying through uh, a guided prayer. We do have some of those uh, yeah. tools, those resources that we would use if we believe that that's the case. And so yeah. um, we might go with them to those sessions and, and mm-hmm. help them with that. But we would also say that there's likely something else with mental health going on. And we would say, do that, but also let's continue to work on the things that might have brought you to that place that the, the possession even took place in the first place. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. so good. You know, and I think that's an area too that as believers we need to walk with great care. Right. Because if you equate anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if, if you start seeing like something demonic in everything, right, right, you can start blaming everything there, but you can Absolutely. do great harm for someone. So, mm-hmm. and so I think there's some, first of all, taking great care, there's discernment, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for all, it's just recognizing that Jesus has all authority, that this is not something we need to be fearful about. Amen. You know, as it related to this issue, mm-hmm. Jesus won 100% of the time. Every time, Jesus won. And as we walk as believers, we walk with people, we take great care, and, uh, we, and we walk with it, and, and for our lives as well. And something he encouraged his disciples with, just to be fully committed, to be surrendered through prayer and through fastings that we've, that mm-hmm. we've prayed up. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've encountered this often on the streets, walk, walking around, saying, yes. Lord, help me in this. You know, what is, what is this moment that I'm walking in right, uh, right, right now, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I, I think as spiritual people, I think that we can experience, we can feel and recognize those things in ways that others cannot. Um, yeah. You, if you've ever been overseas to other countries, it's like you might walk in and it's like, oh, yeah, I can feel that. Yeah. There's something dark here. Yeah. And um, that might be true just, again, walking down the road as you encounter somebody. You just, mm-hmm. you're just, you, the discerning spirit comes in and the spirit speaks and mm-hmm. you just attend to that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the Lord leads you in that and you, mm-hmm. we ask for help in that. And we, Absolutely. And, and, and we go through and we just make sure that we are, we are ready for that as mm-hmm. we walk through. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what are some ways, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, you know, 
I'm, I'm a talker. I can talk all day. <laughs> this is a great conversation. I'm loving it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what is some encouragement that you would give to people that they may be afraid to face the past or to deal with those hard issues? What can they look to on the other side? And mm-hmm. how would you encourage them as both a pastor and a counselor yeah. today? I would say um, with both of those hats on, and just say it's worth it. God has so much purpose. He has called you, and he's called you to live into the calling that you have received. Mm. And anything that's hindering that, um, we need to, re- to be willing to, re- to take that to the side and say, um, yes, this is difficult, but God has a calling on my life. He's created me to live in a certain way. I have meaning. I have value. I have purpose. My identity is mm. found in Christ, and he has great things in store for me, so I need to step into that, even if that means going to some of the most difficult places mm-hmm. of my heart, my mind, and my soul. Yeah. Jesus wants every part of us, mm. not just the things that we do, but he wants our inner being as well. And so I would just encourage you in that. And even though the road's hard, I can tell you, um, marriages have been saved. Um, people who have been walking in darkness and wondering, can, is there any light? There's hope in the end of that tunnel. Yeah. And people who have been found themselves like, I'm using medication, but I'm feeling like I, I, I can't get anywhere. I'm, I'm flat is what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't move. Is there any hope for me or will I just have to be stuck on this? Um, as we've worked with them with their medication, because we believe that that is a good thing if the doctors prescribed it. Um, but as we work with them to help them maybe sometimes lessen it or even to get off of it, as they've found healing in other areas of their life, there's not so much of a need sometimes yeah. for that. And so it's to say that Jesus is our healer. He's the one that works in us and through us, and I believe that as a, because we can hold that hope as counselors, as believers, mm-hmm. um, we just believe that God can do so much if we're willing to surrender. As people coming in say, I'm willing to surrender to God's mm-hmm. process of changing me from the inside out, wow. I believe so much can take place. Mm-hmm. And so it's worth it. It's not easy, but it's always worth it. And I, I believe that's true for anything that's worthwhile, is yeah. it'll cost us. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said. There's a cost. But it is worth it at the end. Yeah. He has too much in store for us to not do it. Yeah, great prize comes at great cost. Amen. You know, and if, if uh, and even as it relates to our salvation, I think one of the things that I love with the body of Christ and that even people who've come here and who have told us is that they have found family here. Mm-hmm. They've found hope here. They've found people that they can share things with and walk through here. No one's ever said, I found, I found perfect people here. <laughs> right. That's not the expectation, but that surrender to the Lord. And my prayer, the reason why we're doing this today is to open it up. You know, we didn't solve everything today. No. <laughs> <laughs> my prayer is that we would open a conversation to remove all shame mm-hmm. and to bring hope to the light of Christ. You know, some of these things, there's things I prayed for, and it was healed like that. And there's still things that, you know, as, as a 50-something, I'm still working on. I'm like, Lord, I prayed that when I was, you know, <laughs> first day of Sunday school. Right. It's a process, but that's why we have the body of Christ, stronger, strength to strength, hope to hope. So wherever you are today, whatever, wherever you find yourself, my prayer is that you would not give up hope. There is so much more out there. Don't let shame be a part of it. This is a safe place. This is a safe place where we can talk about it. And now I'm so thankful, uh, Pastor Mario, for you and for all of your team that now we have a place right here that we can partner with in the body of Christ. Amen. Can can we all stand together? And and can can you just extend your hand as as we pray for Pastor Mario? Uh, Pastor Mario, we want to pray over you and pray blessing and strength. But anything in particular that you would 
you would direct us in, as we pray for you today? Well, I would say that um, the prayer that Paul and I pray, pray quite often is for wisdom. Mm. That the, the reality is, is that uh, we don't want to go faster than the Lord. Uh, we want to stay in step with the Lord. Um, and yeah. so our prayer is, God, as you continue to unfold whatever this might be um, with this gateway counseling, let us walk in step with you. And so wisdom and discernment um, are the biggest things we feel like we need as we move forward. Wow. You know, it's, it made me think about earlier when we talked about how this started. This started because you were a youth pastor. Yeah. And you saw hurting kids. Right. Right? Yeah. And we, I just felt like I really couldn't help them. As a pastor, I could only go so far. And um, we had like one counselor that I knew of that I could refer to in the area. And so uh, throughout that process, I just started having conversation with our pastor. Like, what if the church could be the place where people experience mental health healing as well? What if they didn't have to go someplace else? And through that process, um, we said, let's see what the Lord does with this. And yeah. um, it's, been, it's been neat to actually watch the Lord provide the opportunity for people in the community to know that they have a place where they can go mm. and um, to know that, that it's Christ-based, mm. which um, is so needed in our community right now. Well, and the Lord bless that you're telling me that, like, you know, Gateway Cou- Counseling Center, when it started, was you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was just me. And um, over the course of time, he's brought some amazing um, men and women to the yeah. team and um, to help with, with from so many different issues, from parenting issues to working with kids to working with uh, so many things over the course of time. And it's just so neat to see how the Lord's provided because if yeah. it was just me, um, I think Jethro said it to Moses real well, what you're doing is not good. It's got to be more than just you. It does. And um, I'm grateful for the team that's come alongside. And you have, like, how many counselors now? Uh, I believe there's nine of us yeah. on the team right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Working in, in Belfair, working in Paul's Bow, and... and um, Shoreline. And now it's Shoreline. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. Yeah. I know you said that you were, yeah. <laughs> I know you said that, you, that we're an answer to prayer, but I want you to know that you're an answer to prayer for us. Um, so thank you for being an answer to prayer. It's, it was our heart and our hope that we could mm-hmm. provide something on this side of the water as well. So mm-hmm. um, people need Jesus. Just the bottom line. Amen. Would you just extend your hand? I'm going to try to get through this without being the weeping pastor, so. Father, we give thanks because you, you are a God who hears us, you're a God who knows us, and you're a God that is faithful to answer prayer in your timing. And Lord, even before all this began, Lord, even when Pastor Morrow was a youth pastor, Lord, I love how this began when he, his heart, just like you looked over Jerusalem and you wept, he looked over his youth group and he wept. And out of this, Lord, a great counseling ministry has burst forth. So, Father, we pray for him and for Paula and Gina and all, all of his team and his staff, Lord, that as they apply themselves to the things of God, using the skill, the training that you have given to them, Lord, I pray that they would experience, Lord, that new life, that new breath, Lord, that they would mount up with wings like eagles. Lord, as they wait on the Lord, as they sit in those sessions waiting on you, they would find new strength. They would, they would walk and not grow weary. They would run and not faint. As they pursue you, Lord, may you bless them, anoint them, and Lord, just put a covering of protection. We know the enemy attacks every great work of the Lord. So, Father, protect them, protect their families, watch over them, and Lord, bless Gateway Church over in Paulsboro, Lord, for their investment, for them seeing the value in this. And Lord, I'm praying for here, Lord, may this be a seed that would continue to grow. May we be responsible that we would never respond when shame your word says there's therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You, you point out, you convict us just like a good doctor so that we can be healed 
never condemned in you. So we give you thanks. Bless Mario, bless his team, and we give you thanks in your name. Everyone said together, amen. Amen. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. We're going we're gonna to respond. I know that we've gone a little, a little bit longer, so I, I totally uh, understand, but such an important conversation. Team, they're going to lead us in a song. I'm going to invite our prayer team to come forward. But perhaps the Lord's been speaking to you in this moment. Don't leave this place without taking a moment. There's communion. That's a place of confession. You and the Lord, or maybe you want to go to somebody with that and say, this has brought up something today that we need to step forward in. Before you leave today, they, they have a wonderful, when you go out to the right, just a lot of information, a lot of brochures, how you can get in contact with them, how you can get some information. Because we're called to worship the Lord with all of our heart, our mind, soul, and strength. Receive the healing that the Lord has today. Let's respond. So Lord, help us to step out in response to your word, I pray in your name. Father, we thank you because now with you we're never alone. You never leave us, you never forsake us, you never abandon us. And Lord, no matter how far off we've gotten, we're only one step back to you because you're right there waiting, waiting for that prodigal child to return to you. So Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for Pastor Mario and his team. Thank you for what you're doing in us, Lord, how you're stirring the hope and what you're doing. Lord, I believe we're heading into a new season. A season of healing, a season of strengthening, a season of restoration, an awakening of our hearts and our minds in us and in the community that we serve. Oh, God, do your work in us, and we give you thanks. In your name, everyone said together, amen, amen. Wasn't that so good today? That was so good today. Amen. We are, again, don't forget to check out. Uh, Pastor Mario and I, we're going to go, we're going to record for the online service today. We're doing that. So if you want to check this out, it'll be online next week. So you can, you can uh, check that out. But again, as you go, this is our benediction. Let's say this together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now go and live for Jesus. I love you all very much. God bless.